Oh, good evening, good afternoon, good morning, wherever you are in the world, whatever time it is, you are tuned in to the ABC7 Sports In Between the Lines podcast, coming to you from Sarasota, Florida. I am the X-Factor, Xavier McKnight. And I'm James Hill. And James, it has, uh, you talk about a whirlwind of the college football world that people have been talking about for the past couple of weeks. Oh, college football is changing. Well, things just changed up a little bit more today, ladies and gentlemen. Breaking news in the past hour and a half. Legendary Alabama head football coach Nick Saban has announced his retirement. Saban, at age 72, just completed his 17th season at Bama. It ended in a loss in the Rose Bowl to Michigan in the overtime loss there. In 17 seasons, he won 201 games. That is tied with Vince Dooley from the University of Georgia, the legendary, for the second most wins at a single school in SEC history. It's only behind Bear Bryant, the other Alabama coaching legend, who won 232 games in his 25 seasons with the school. And Nick Saban coached 28 years as a college head coach. Michigan State, Toledo, the, he had a stint in the NFL with the Miami Dolphins. Of course, LSU, where he won his first national championship. Excuse me on the Toledo. It was simply just Michigan State right there. But 28 years as a college head coach, stepping down, James, comes as a bit of a surprise, too, considering that he had just signed an extension during the course of the season for the 2028 season, and then that news just drops right there. James and I are going to hit on this in just a second, but we have a special guest joining us in studio, our colleague, our friend, ABC7 Weekend anchor, and University of Alabama graduate, Michaela Redman. Michaela, how you doing? Thank you for joining us. Good, good. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Of course. So in your time at Alabama, I, I already know it was in the height of the Saban dynasty Bama dominating the SEC. I mean, what can you just tell us memory-wise, just what you remember on those days? Oh, where to begin? I mean, when I was there, I was there in 2017 through 2022, and we had two big championships, one in 2017, another in 2020. I mean, Nick Saban was really just an icon of the school. Walking around, everybody would just talk about him in such a great way you know it was always him and bear bryant you know and i remember walking around campus all the time we always had all the straw hats that was the big thing because that's what nick saban wore was the big straw hat with the alabama a um so it was just an exciting time to be there and it does come as a devastating news i mean i had a couple people text me while i was live out in the field and say michaela did you did you hear did you see and i was like no and it's just, it's sad, but, you know, it's also bittersweet. He had such a good run there. He made such a name for the school. And him and Miss Terry, I'm sure, are going to do great, great things as they continue on. Yeah, I read a stat about an hour ago posted by Adam Schefter of ESPN. Nick Saban had more first-round draft picks at the number of 44 guys as opposed to losses that he had at Alabama, which was only 29. Let that sink in again. 44 first-round draft picks and only a total of 29 losses during his tenure at Alabama. You spoke about Miss Terry, though, and I've heard, you sp I've heard you speak about Miss Terry before. Tell us about her impact with all of this as well, because she's someone that I don't think many people who are not really on the inside of things or are not connected to the school or the city of Tuscaloosa, of Tuscaloosa really understand. Miss Terry is Nick Saban's wife, of course. We call her Miss Terry just 
that's the name everyone kind of gave her that we call her. Um, she's she's the woman behind the scenes that kind of operates and runs everything. If you've ever watched an interview with Nick Saban too, he talks about her all the time. You know, saying Miss Terry told me this, Miss Terry said that. So she really was the woman behind the scenes, but she was always there. You know, she was always involved in stuff too, and she cared about the sport just as much as he did and Tuscaloosa. And you know, just tell me here as we prepare just to uh, wrap this up, and uh, James is gonna jump in here. Because because we had a moment here, and you actually were at this moment as well, when Alabama came to USF earlier in the season and had a chance to be on tap for that game. But one of the things I really want to ask you, just as somebody who is deeply connected to that school, that town, that state, and the time that you spent there, what do you believe Nick Saban's ultimate legacy is at the University of Alabama? You know, honestly, I think when you look at Alabama, it's such a big football school and, you know, he's going to leave behind that same legacy that Bear Bryant did. You know, Nick Saban's going to go, but nobody's going to stop talking about him. And I'm sure as more and more people come along, they will be compared to Nick Saban, just like he was probably compared to Bear Bryant. Um, But, you know, I think he'll still be around. I don't think he's really going anywhere. He may pop up at a game or two, you never know. But, um, You know, I think he inspired a lot of people, and especially for being a student there, for me, watching those games, it it inspires you, you know. Even if you're not a football player, seeing a team like that come together under such good leadership, and it's something you can take with you everywhere. How excited were you when when Alabama was first uh, listed on the schedule to coming to USF? Because that's usually a game where USF is traveling to Alabama. And they they ended up making the trip here to Tampa. How exciting was that for you? Oh, I was absolutely excited. I texted everyone in my family. I texted all my friends. I said, we're going to this game. Like, we're going to be there, especially right in our own backyard in Tampa. I mean, I had to go. And, of course, I was handing out Alabama gear to everyone coming with. (laughs) And, James, you were also on tap for this game as well. Uh, It was actually the first USF game we had a chance to cover this year. Bama coming into town, Saban coming into town. But little did we know that it would be the final time that we would have a chance to see him I mean what can you tell me about your experience at the game you know just just looking there and seeing the crimson and seeing the Alabama brand and knowing all the history and and all the parts that come with that you know so it's special to you see them on TV all the time but to see them live in person right in our backyard as it were right here in Tampa at Raymond James it was special And, and for USF to get an opportunity to play them and for us to cover the game and again see the A, see coach, see the guys. They ran the ball. They did what they had to do to win the game. And uh, just to see the Alabama brand, special thing. It, it's like seeing the Yankees or the Lakers or the Beatles. Or it, it's you're looking at something. You're looking at Alabama, and uh, Michaela knows because she went to school there. You know, as a journalist, it's Alabama, and and certainly a special thing. You know, you also were sharing with me before we came on that you actually had an opportunity some years back to interview Nick Saban then as well. I mean, can you talk to us a little about that experience? Yeah, he's an interesting gentleman. Uh, he's, he's, he's really just a, a focused guy who wants to win. And uh, he, he's, he's the type of guy who his body of work speaks for himself. He comes in, he gets it done, and all they do is win. Seven national championships. You know, you talked about LSU. He was actually a defensive back back in the days at Kent State University in college. So he's been around the game for a long time. And at this point at age, I want to say 72, I guess he decides to uh, spend some time with his family, some more time with his family, 
and get away from the game he loves. I'm sure he'll still be around in some capacity. But again, just talking with a guy who, who was matter of fact, he was hard-nosed, he got the best out of his players. Uh, guys graduated, they run the ball, they play good defense, they throw it around. Alabama is just, it's different. You know, they talk about it being different at Venice, but certainly Alabama is the cream of the crop. They set the standard. And he, what a what a guy. He'll be missed. Uh, you, you know, you look at uh, just there's a lot of different aspects you can look at to this coach. And a uh, special guy, he was able to go to the NFL, uh, make that happen. You know, the financial piece comes back to uh, the college game to Alabama. All they do is win the five SEC uh five-time coach of the year. Uh, Dabo was able to clone that program to the best of his ability at Clemson. You know, they were he was able to get in on some of those championships. This is a team, this is a guy who every year, every time they line up, you have to worry about Alabama because they have all the pieces. They can get it done. What a special coach. And, and he was just matter of fact, he was, he was a great guy, and, and I really appreciate him and all the greats. And, and He's one that, uh, you know, you talk about a hard act to follow, Coach Saban. You know, and I even wear some of those hats, and I remember covering <laughs> because it's hot down here. As ladies, la- ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know, that is a James Hill specialty that we talk about in the newsroom. When it's hot outside and this is summertime, we always know we're going to see James come in with his straw hat. It, the heat index here is well under over 100 degrees. So in tribute to Coach those straw hats come in handy. Uh, Michaela knows about them from campus, and they're special. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, he's that guy. He's unforgettable and will never forget was what he was able to do in Tuscaloosa. And think about it. The teams, the road teams, or it, it didn't matter if you were going into Alabama or anywhere you saw them. That's one of those, t- you know you're in for a dogfight. Yeah, I'll simply close this part of our segment out simply by saying this. There were a, there are a number of guys in sports that you do not bet against. Michael Jordan, Tom Brady, Wayne Gretzky, and I got to put Nick Saban on that Mount Rushmore as well. James, you remember when, I, when we were talking about it, coming up for the SEC championship, my favorite team, the University of Georgia, on a 29-game win streak, trying to contend for a three-peat in national titles. And I've said the entire season, I am nervous if they end up facing Alabama in the SEC championship because that is one man that you do not bet against. When the odds are stacked on the table, he is going to go get it done. And I'm actually going to correct myself again from earlier. Saban actually was at the University of Toledo, uh, another place that one of our uh, highly touted high school recruits is headed here, Zy Lang. Toledo Rockets. His coaching career started at Toledo in 1990. Then he went to Michigan State, followed by LSU, a stint in the NFL with the Dolphins, and of course a 17-year stint with the University of Alabama. Once again, Nick Saban retiring after 28 years as a head coach. 17, the last 17 spent at the University of Alabama. 201 wins, only 29 losses, and get this guys, he never had a losing season as a coach. That is incredible. It's kind of surreal to realize, to hear this headline that Nick Saban is, is retiring. He's walking away. What a football guy. What a man. I mean, just just tremendous. And just to watch him coach and, and all the things he's been able to do. You talked about all the guys who were drafted and it changed their lives. Just a tremendous coach. And uh, 
hey, he'll be hard to follow. You know, absolutely. I mean, whoever is coming into Alabama next, I mean, th- there are certain shoes you don't want to follow. I mean, we, we talked about Tom Brady when he retired, the next quarterback. You don't want to have to follow those shoes. Potentially Bill Belichick retiring, you don't want to follow those shoes or leaving New England or whatever the case may be. Nothing's official with that yet. I, I feel sorry for the person who's got to follow these shoes unless that person has a track record of winning. Absolutely. Tough act to follow for sure. But, you know, this is just a new chapter in Alabama, right? And it's an exciting time, especially for the players. Um, And hopefully, you know, this next person that comes in continues that Alabama greatness legend. Yeah, we're definitely going to uh, be tuned in for that, ladies and gentlemen. But the college football world is shaking up again, once again, with this news of Nick Saban retiring today. Michaela, can you give us a roll tide? <laughs> Absolutely. Roll Tide. There we go. All right. Hey, we want to thank Michaela for joining us for this portion of our segment right here. You guys can tune in to Michaela tonight on ABC 7 News at 11, where she's going to be anchoring our broadcast along with Rick Adams. They're going to be bringing you all the hard hitting local news, the weather, the sports, everything we have going on here. Thanks so much, Michaela. You're welcome. Another coaching legend today, James. Also, he did not retire. But it came as a shock with the news that dropped in the afternoon. I know when I came into our office and I told you what was happening, you kind of like, oh, wow. And that's actually the same post that I made on Instagram, too. Pete Carroll is out as the head coach of the Seattle Seahawks, and he's also a coaching legend in the college world as well. His time spent with the USC Trojans. It really feels like today is truly the start of an end of an era of that coaching era, James, that we knew and loved for so long. It really seems like it's time for the young guys to really come in and take the baton. Yeah, Pete Carroll, uh, you know what he was able to do at Seattle with the doomsday uh, defense and and with a lot of players in there. uh, They were able to win a uh, Super Bowl. They got back. They they came up empty-handed against Brady and New England, but just the impact he had on the Seahawks brand in that organization for, I want to say, 13 years or so. Uh, but when you look at, uh, obviously, you look back, and, and, and again, uh, Reggie Bush and all the guys he worked with down at uh, USC at Southern Cal, uh, what a football man. And again, he will be missed in the Northwest. Uh, he's a special guy. And, and to, to get hit from uh, news of two different iconic coaches on the same day within hours of each other, that, that span is very mind-boggling, and uh, we, we will also keep our eyes on Foxborough and see what happens to uh, the coach, uh, Belichick, uh, the hoodie uh, slash GM uh, of New England. And Belichick bringing Nick Saban into the coaching ranks most of the time there too, James. Nick Saban was Bill Belichick's defensive coordinator for the Cleveland Browns, for everybody who doesn't know that. And that really explains the core of their friendship, how they really are friends. And Belichick, arguably the greatest NFL coach of all time. Saban, arguably the greatest college football coach of all time. They are the greatest at that position in my eyes. I just want to go ahead and make that clear, but I know everybody else has. There are the favorites, and you know you can argue that until you're blue in the face. But uh, yeah, the world of uh, college football and sports just in general, it's changing. Some of the stalwarts that we've known for years and decades, they're stepping down. I mean, and we first started to really notice this, James, a couple of years ago with Roy Williams, Coach K, Mike Krzyzewski. Um, so many other coaches stepping down over the past couple of years within the course of the last five years. What we've known is not exactly what exactly we know anymore. And 
some of these programs, like at Duke, like at North Carolina, they've had guys who have came, came in and they have been able to do a good job. But with the expectations that those legends who they are following after had, it hasn't been necessarily up to the standard that I would say that those fan bases wanted. North Carolina wants another championship. Duke wants another championship. Alabama's going to want another championship. And what I want to say to everybody right now is just be patient because it's not going to happen overnight. That was a system and that was a routine that was in play. And no matter if it's somebody on the staff or somebody they bring from the outside, no matter what the case may be, they're not going to be able to keep that thing finally necessarily as tuned as it is overnight because this is the SEC and you have LSU, you have Georgia, Texas and Oklahoma are coming in. Florida is a sleeping giant, in my opinion. Missouri made a statement this season. They could be back on the rise. Tennessee as well. Kentucky. I mean, you can just continue to rattle them off. So, so most definitely, you know, we're going to continue to keep you updated on the latest with all of this. But, man, I mean, James, what a what a day. <laughs> what a day. I mean, wrap your brain around this. Nick Saban, right, will not be on the sidelines at Alabama with the headset on, right? He won't be in the commercial. He may You may see him in the commercial with Prime, uh, but he, going forward, Nick Saban is not the coach at Alabama. What does that look like? That's different, right? So, Coach, uh, we definitely thank him for for everything he did for the body uh, for his body of work, everything he did for the game. I mean, just a tremendous competitor. Uh, X's and O's, uh, the defense, the schemes, uh, just the work ethic, everything they did to do, everything they would always do to win. And again, if you weren't playing for Alabama and you had to look over at that other sideline and you were playing in an SEC game or, or a, a, a college football playoff or whatever game, a bowl game, it was going to be a long day playing against Alabama and they play until the last whistle, until the last seconds tick off the clock. Uh, you see they played Michigan. Uh, they didn't win it. But they were in the Final Four again this year. So that speaks a lot to their commitment and all the type of things they want to do to try to win. Uh, what a tremendous coach. He will be missed. Uh, he's still with us. So it's just a matter of, of how he spends his time. Uh, he's a special guy, and he certainly left a legacy. You know, you go over to Alabama and you see all the trophies and everything that he's done. All his players are in the league. Uh, Mr. Henry is running downhill at, at Tennessee, and he may, may be moving on. Uh, just just a special coach. And, you know, as I said earlier, wow. You know, you brought up another word earlier, too. Win. Winning. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a new college football national champion, the University of Michigan Wolverines, defeating Washington on Monday night, 34 to 13. And there could be some news coming out of Michigan too, James. I mean, Jim Harbaugh is hot on the NFL streets. I mean, one of our local Michigan alums here, David Boss, an NFL veteran, a Super Bowl champion with the New York Giants, a University of Michigan alumnus, a Riverview High School alumnus. He told me that 
Whether Harbaugh leaves or he stays, he still believes that this program is officially in the right direction and there will not be much of, of a drop off. And James, I got to tell you, I, I'm in agreement with him on that. We saw throughout the course of this season, Jim Harbaugh served two different three game suspensions for different reasons. And that team did not lose course at all. They went undefeated this season at 15 and 0. Thir- uh, yes, at 15 and 0. And first off, you have to tip your hat to those young men and that coaching staff. Because when your head coach is suspended for two, three game stints like that, it can be a distraction at times. But they continue to stay focused on the task at hand and just a job well done to Michigan. And congratulations on bringing home the gold. And an extra special congratulations to one of our very own here on the Suncoast, who is a member of that team, Mr. Jack McKinnon. Yeah, say what you want about Michigan, but the one thing you will say is they are winners, right? You look at the, their helmets, you look at their coach, you look at their tradition, and when it was time to line up and play against the University of Washington, uh, they got it done. They outlasted them. They were physical. They, they stuck to their game plan. They were able to execute. They scored. They really, really manhandled the Washington Huskies. Michigan, they earned everything they got. And along the way, people talked about, hey, the, you know, are they spying or are they doing this and all these different moving parts. But at the end of the day, they had to go out there and win those games. And, and you look at the teams they beat, right, the brands they beat. And, you know, a dynamic quarterback, they were able to contain him. And, you know, they were able to outlast everybody. And, and they are the champions. And, and obviously, right here on the Sun Coast, there's a young man whose family is, is smiling, showing all their teeth, and really enjoying themselves these days because he is a national champion. I got to tell you, James, I had a chance to interview uh, Jack McKinnon's mother earlier this afternoon here on Wednesday of uh, January 10th, 2024. They could not be more proud of the accomplishments that he has been able to have here. Also, his younger brother, it's a house full of winners right now. His younger brother, Will, was the starting center for Cardinal Mooney this past season as well. So they have a reigning state champion and a reigning national champion in the house. It's got to be a parent's dream right now, especially for athletics. Must be nice. You know, every team in America sets out to win a championship, but only a select few amount of teams are able to actually win those championships. You look at Cardinal Mooney, I saw it with my very own eyes. You look at uh, what Michigan just did. Hey, it lasts a lifetime and then some uh, forever, ever, as they say. Uh, They will be champions. Yes, and speaking of champions or teams that are looking for championships, you know, we've been talking to you a little about the Palmetto Tigers and that boys' soccer team. Through 11 games, they have a 9-1-1 record. Ironically, James, that one loss came last Thursday when I was out in the house. So hopefully I didn't bring that team any bad luck or any misfortunes of any sort. But they have a state championship on their minds as well. And one of the young men who's leading the way is Diego Figueroa Ramos. And he is a spectacular young man, to say the least. A very nice gentleman, uh, really good soccer player. And even though he's dinged up right now, he's playing injured right now. Not not through a severe injury, but he's playing through an injury right now. He's still out there helping the team get things done. 
And this team, such a resilient group, hardworking group. James, they've been playing games throughout the course of the summer every single night to help prepare them for where they are in this season. And it's been this way for a few years now with the program that's been put in place over there by head coach Rui Fernandez. And it should come as no surprise to many or in any at all here on the Sun Coast, even though you will always have your doubters and your naysayers. This team is competing for their seventh straight district championship. And when I think about that, I think about this is the Suncoast soccer version of what Venice High School is for football right now, in my opinion. Have they been to the state championships and the final fours like Venice as of recently? No, but just think about that. Seven straight district championships that they are going for. You know, that's the sign of a winner. That's a winning program. That's a program who really is about that life, so to speak. They are designed and focused to win games. They have the district championships to prove it, seven straight. And uh, what they're doing is tremendous. And with, with Diego and some of the players they have, they will be a tough out. You know, so good luck with that. And you talk about uh, teams that will be a tough out. James, you had a story earlier today on uh, one of our better girls basketball teams here on the Sun Coast, the Booker Lady Tornadoes. I mean, what can you tell us about them? So the Booker Lady Tornadoes are back-to-back district champions. They made it to the Final Four last year in Lakeland, and they want to do the same thing this year. Now, right now, they're currently 5-6. and six. So coming out of Christmas break and going into the second half of the season, when you get into January and February, what you do here is going to uh, materialize in March. If you can win those games, you can compete and get back to Lakeland in March. So there's 10 games left, and I'm sure they want to win them all, but uh, it's just going to be a matter of what they do to try to get these games and get the wins so they can get back to Lakeland. But, you know, the the focus is definitely on Lakeland, but they still have to focus on what's right in front of them. I saw a practice today. Uh, it was a spirited practice. Uh, they really got after it. Uh, we did a live shot at 5 o'clock as well as 6 o'clock, and uh, the court was behind me. Uh, every blue moon I would peek over, and, and Coach had them running, uh, running lines. I had a flashback. To, I could hear my coach. He said, big men, back on the line. Heel, back on the line. And my legs were just tight. But make a long story short, they were able to, to run up and down today. They, they put in some offense, and, and they really worked some things out. So they will be a team to watch going down the stretch. That's a special team. The program speaks for itself. And uh, back-to-back district champions, and, and again, trips to Lakeland, and uh, it will be intriguing to see what they do over that next uh, 10 games, you know, and, and, and how they play and, and how they all blend and mesh together. They have some seniors, and they have some younger players that transferred in, so it's just going to be a matter of everybody working together, and, and Ultimately, they just have to win the games, win enough games to, to make it happen. Yeah, all I'm simply going to say to everybody in that regard is don't count these young ladies out just yet. Well, James, when you think about that 5-6 and six record, for me, I don't know if it does the same thing for you, but for me, it makes me think about their football team in this past 2023 season. This team barely got into the playoffs. 
They had to beat Lakewood Ranch in their final game of the regular season, and they did that. And then they went on an improbable playoff run, which ended in the Final Four, losing at Coco. It would not shock me is as long as these young ladies handle what they need to handle in the district tournament and they're able to get one of those playoff seeds for sure, it would not shock me if they go on an improbable run. Yes, definitely possible. You know, they could they could decide, hey, look who we are and look what we've done and look what we're about. And they could decide to go out there and work together and get it done. Uh, they have the coaching staff. They have the players. They have everything they would need to be successful. And I like their chances. We'll see. Well, folks, one final note that we want to talk to you about. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are back in the NFL playoffs for a fourth consecutive season third straight year as division champions of the NFC South. They will be hosting the Philadelphia Eagles on Monday night football this upcoming Monday on MLK Day. And yours truly, the X-Factor Xavier McKnight and James Hill are going to be in the house. So we're going to be bringing you that coverage on Monday, folks. And we will, uh, you know, we look forward to being out there on the field and being able just to provide all that access for you guys. Looking forward to interacting with the fans. Uh, James, I mean, I, I the game isn't even here yet, and I'm I'm already excited. A very exciting game. Uh, you look at the fans. So if you know Raymond James Stadium, you know the parking lot is right across the street. You can visualize those fans right now tailgating, uh, face painted, jerseys on, really passionate about whatever team they follow, whether it be uh, the Bucks, right, or or the Eagles. You know they have something to say. And they have a local group around as well. But you, you look at the fans, the fan base, and they'll be right there uh, in that parking lot. And then you look at the stadium and all the people and, and just everybody who's going to be there. It's Monday night football. The fans are right on top of you. The roar of the crowd. Uh, win or go home. Baker Mayfield. Uh, all these guys that are there to, to try to win, uh, Jalen in Philadelphia, and, and it's, it's just going to be a special, special game. Uh, you have to win it. It's NFC. Uh, the Bucks have captured three straight NFC uh, South championships. Now they're back. Uh, it's a wild card game. It has all of the elements of a very, very interesting game. So we'll be there to cover it. Uh, we have you covered, so to speak, and, and it's, it's going to be interesting. Uh, if, if Tampa can win this, they will move on, and uh, who knows? I mean, if you get hot at the right time of year, you know, you, you could be saying uh, SB, but uh, we, won't, we won't go there yet. But it's just a matter of, of taking it that particular game, one game at a time. Philly comes in. A lot of people don't feel like uh, Philly is playing well, so this might be the best time to play them. Uh, but, you know, if, if they click and they can come together, they could pose a problem. So, uh, you know, it, it's going to be interesting. Um, the receiver, Mike, and uh, the, the defense, and, and a lot of the guys they have, uh, personnel on Tampa, uh, they they will be uh, – they should be pretty good uh, and a good team to, to – try to win a, a game at home. 
So once again, folks, the X Factor and Big Game James, we are going to be in the house on Monday at Raymond James Stadium. You will want to tune in to our evening newscast for all of our coverage on this. But we've got to get ready to get out of here. We will have Friday night game night for you this Friday on ABC 7 News at 11. And we're going to be recapping some of this stuff all over again. But thanks to everybody for tuning in. And once again, a special thanks to Michaela for joining us as she's preparing to get ready for the 11 p.m. newscast. You know, we we thank her and we thank all of our teammates so much for that and all that they do for us here at ABC 7. But we're getting ready to get out of here. I am the X Factor, Xavier McKnight. And I'm James Hill. And we will see you next time.